welcome to the Hudson Hornet podcast, where we collaborate around high-impact strategies that promote excellence and prepare students for an ever-changing global society. Welcome to episode one of the Hudson Hornet podcast. I'm Casey Watts, the primary and elementary instructional coach. And I'm Jerry Bonnell, your secondary coach for middle and high schools. And we are your hosts for today's episode. We recently conducted a professional learning session all about laying the foundation for short constructed responses. Our objective is to learn about instructional strategies that foster analytical and critical thinking skills and have a significant impact on student achievement in a way that can be observed through student assessments. After today's episode, you'll walk away with six talk moves strategies that will increase productive classroom discourse. Let's get started. So here's what we want in our classrooms. What we long for are high quality conversations about academics. We long for students to construct short responses to questions and tasks that we give them. And ultimately we want students to take ownership of their learning. But here's what happens. Our students do not inherently possess those skills. They must be coached. They must be facilitated in order to reach success with those conversational skills. And we want to show you how to strategically coach students and facilitate conversations during your instruction so that your students can ultimately be successful and take ownership of their learning. As we mentioned a minute ago, you will walk away with six talk move strategies to increase classroom discourse. Okay, so Jerry, let's talk about why talk move strategies would be positive influences on classroom discourse. Like why would we wanna start with talk moves in our classroom? All right. Talk can reveal understanding and misunderstanding. Just because we ask a student a question and they can answer it doesn't necessarily mean that they truly understand the concept unless we probe with further questions or um, ask them to explain their reasoning or justify their responses. Another positive influence mm -hmm. is talk supports robust learning by boosting memory. When students talk about ideas and processes, this helps them learning move from short term to long term memory so that the ideas are more readily remembered. And that's why, too, when we think about like your assessments that you give, a lot of the time when we're giving all of the information up to the culmination of the assessment, really, unless we've implemented something like talk moves, it's ju we're just focused on short term memory. That's right. Thirdly, talk supports deeper understanding. Um, the deeper understanding is supported as students work to clearly communicate their thinking. As they talk, students enhance their original reasoning and understanding or find flaws in their reasoning as they correct and continue to try to explain. There's nothing better than a student being able to find their own errors in their explanation as they talk to you. Number four, talk supports language development. They will acquire new vocabulary as well as language skills. And fifthly, Talk supports the development of social skills. When students talk to one another and have to listen to one another, they learn social skills such as courtesy and respect. And especially when they are 
um, disagreeing with each other, you will be there to help guide their the way that they speak to each other. And what's interesting about that too is that when you first start using talk moves and encouraging that interaction between students, they inevitably have a hard time doing so because they're not accustomed to it. They haven't developed those social norms just yet. So this is a perfect way to get them to become accustomed to social norms. I am going to quickly describe our definition of discourse so that we're all on the same page. Discourse is the way ideas are exchanged and what the ideas entail. Most importantly, what we want you to think about is whose ideas and ways of thinking are valued. If the teacher is lecturing the entire classroom and they're not receiving student feedback, then it's obvious their ideas are being valued over the students' ideas. And we want the students to feel engaged and, and valued by asking what their thoughts are, their ideas, um, to foster that rich discourse in the classroom. Okay, let's get down to it. Talk move strategy number one. We've got six in all. Here's the first one. Revoicing. Revoicing is where the teacher repeats all or part of what the student is saying. So you ask the student a question, you wait for their response, and then you respond with, so you're saying that, and then repeat either verbatim or in your own words what they are saying. Several, several reasons why this piece is important. Firstly, you're giving ownership to that student's ideas and they absolutely love it when you repeat what they say. It gives them ownership of that particular idea or strategy and they love it. Also, you can verify and make sure that you truly understand what they're saying. So many times when they are describing their thinking, you kind of, or at least I do, it's one of my big weaknesses where I hear what they're saying at first and then I, I think to myself, okay, I know where they're going with this. They're thinking this way. But when I respond with that strategy, sometimes if I wasn't really listening carefully, sometimes they will correct me and say, nope, that's not what I was saying at all. I was, this is where I went with it. So you're really understanding their ideas. And, and that way you, you know, are there any gaps? Do they truly understand it? So first talk move strategy, revoicing. Second strategy, repeating. Sounds a lot like the first one, but in this case, the student is repeating what another student has said. So again, you pose the question and one student responds, then you go to, so let's say Michael responds to that one. And then you say, and go to someone else and um, ask Hannah, Hannah, what did Michael just say? Or Hannah, can you re repeat uh, in your own words what Michael just said? This is probably my favorite talk move strategy because it helps out the people, the little Jerry's in the world. <laughs> um, I did not like to speak out in class when I was younger. I was very shy and uh, I was terrified a teacher would call on me. But if they had asked me to be able to repeat what someone else said, then I was not responsible for my own thinking. I was responsible for someone else's thinking and I could repeat someone else's thinking very easily in front of someone else. So repeating again is when they either repeat, even verbatim, you can have them repeat verbatim. Yeah. And I want to add on to that too. We, we know that 
our conversations have power and learning takes place when when we're having conversations when we're saying things out loud but we have to be careful that this isn't like a gotcha move so we don't want to look at who in the class isn't listening i'm going to ask them to repeat that's not the purpose the purpose is to foster learning in all of your students turn and talk can also be helpful in that same idea um, many of you, all, I'm sure, have already used Turn and Talk with um, cooperative learning strategies in the past. Um, turn and Talk is when you give students a minute to turn and share with a partner their thoughts with each other prior to sharing out with the whole class. Again, for that little Jerry in, in your class, they have the opportunity to share their thoughts with one person to make sure, okay, yes, I am on the right track. Someone else has that the same idea as me. Or even if they didn't share the same ideas, now they can piggyback off of their partner if they want to, if they are expected to share out with the whole class later. So if, you're, if you pose a question and no one is responding to you and you provide wait time and still no one's responding to you, this is a prime opportunity to say, okay, you know what, turn and talk and share with your neighbor and then um, after they have that chance to share and chat with their neighbor, then pull them back. And I guarantee you'll have more kids raise their hand to share out their thoughts with the whole class. So that's talk move strategy three, turn and talk. The fourth talk moves is adding on, which you may have heard Casey already use in our um, podcast so far today. Adding on is when you prompt students to further participate in the discussion. So you pose a question, someone responds, and then you want more out of this, this discussion. So you would pose, would you please add some something more to this line of thinking? Um, a huge benefit to this is preventing students of saying the same thing over and over again. When you have a handful raise their hands, nine times out of 10, if their hands are raised, they are only thinking of their response. They are no longer listening to the people around them. But if you pose the, the question of adding on, then they are going to be expected to add more to the first person rather than let's just share your thinking on the, on the matter. So fourth talk move strategy, adding on. Talk moves number five, agree? Do you disagree? Why or why not? I've seen this used all the time in the classroom. You pose a question, someone answers, and you ask for, hey, give me a thumbs up if you agree with their thinking or thumbs down if you disagree with your thinking. That's a great um, follow-up. However, don't forget to ask why they agree or why they do not agree. Follow up with why or why not. That next piece is what's so important to get their own reasoning for that first student's um, response. So talk move strategy five, agree or disagree, but don't forget why or why not. Last but not least, talk move strategy number six is wait time. Wait time is probably the most awkward strategy a teacher can use. You pose a question and you get crickets. No one is offering anything. You even call on someone and they're just sitting there staring at you. Wait at least five seconds after asking a question. If they still don't respond, tell them, I can tell that you're processing the idea, take your time and I'll get back to you. But don't forget to go back to them. Even then you can follow up later with the repeating talk moves. 
you can ask someone else the same question and then go back to the first student who was just staring at you and say, how did John just respond to this question? And they can rely on John's thinking. Give them an out. Don't make them feel super awkward as well, but you also want for them to learn that you will expect something from them. Once they start realizing that you will not skip over them, then they will start learning that they need to have something prepared. Because if you feel sorry for them, because we do, we feel sorry for them. We, we, it's awkward for them. It's awkward for you. And we don't want them to feel awkward. We want them to feel safe in our classrooms. And so typically when they stare at us and give us that puppy dog look, we go to the next person and to what we think is saving them. But then that that student quickly realizes that they will never have to give you a response. So by providing these other talk move strategies and the wait time, they will soon learn that they will be expected to, um, to offer something. Okay, so let's recap the list of talk moves that you learned about today. The first talk move was revoicing. The second talk move was repeating. The third talk move was turn and talk. The fourth talk move was adding on. The fifth talk move, agree, disagree, and don't forget about that why or why not. And then finally, the sixth talk move, wait time. We want to challenge you to think about how you're going to use talk moves to promote excellence in your classroom. How are you going to use talk moves to prepare your students for that ever-changing global society? We are preparing them for when they are 30, not necessarily just for their age now. So I'm gonna ask you, think about just a one degree shift that you can make. We're not asking you to implement all of these talk moves at once. Choose maybe one or two that you want to start with and become familiar with implementing in your classroom. So we do understand that six talk move strategies is a lot to remember. So we created a talk moves poster for your classroom wall. This can be a cheat sheet for you to reflect and look upon as needed when you're trying to have these classroom discussions in your classroom. So please reach out to Casey or me and via email or our newsletters, each have PDF copies of uh, our posters and um, let us know if you need one and we will be happy to get one to you. Yes, that's right, Jerry. And next week, we are super excited to bring on some of our very own Hudson Hornet teachers to come interview with us and share a little bit about how they are using talk moves in their classroom. So you're going to want to be sure to tune in so you can hear how it's going in real time in classrooms. Thanks for listening to the Hudson Hornet podcast. Do us a favor and follow the Hive Hub SharePoint site, which is accessible through your Microsoft account. Simply log in with your email address ending in .net instead of .org and use the password that you normally use when logging into your